This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it will WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesa on the fan on this Wednesday, the uh, 13th day of February. Pitches and catches have arrived. Camps are open. So that vision in your head as you walked out into the slush this morning and uh, said, Ugh, you know, when is it going to be springtime? When are the birds going to be chirping? When are I going to be out on the golf course? When is it going to be nice? Well, probably got about two months before that's the case. But, you know, uh, you get that thought that feeling and you hear that expression, you know, so many days, the pitches and catches, well, pitches and catches have arrived. The managers have arrived and you can hear them give the state of the union as they arrive. Everybody's great. Everybody's well, not everybody. Cause Ellsbury is hurt. <laughs> How did he get hurt? We don't, we don't know. He got hurt. Uh, he got hurt. Just being Ellsbury. I mean, that's part of being Ellsbury. He just says his permanent condition is hurt. You know, everyone has a condition, and his permanent condition is he's hurt. That's it. He's injured. Injured for life. Injured for life, making 21 million bucks a year. I mean, that's basically, it's not a bad deal if you can get it. 20 million, bu- 1 million bucks, don't lift a leg. It's, it's not bad if you can get it, really. You know, a couple of racehorses have got that after they've won triple crowns or something. They got lives like that. But, you know, uh, they, they at least won some races before they did that. I mean, Ellsbury he did have a year, one great year. But uh, he has gotten plenty of cash, that's for sure. So now $21 million to not report because he's got plantar fasciitis. All right. Hey, what can you do? All right. Let's start. Hear the sounds of Aaron Boone on a February Wednesday. Everyone that's been here a while and certainly the new guys coming in, I think, understand what goes along with – you know, having the kind of club we potentially have and being within this organization that the expectations are great. So uh, we, we welcome that. We look forward to that. And, and hopefully this year we can get to the top of the mountain. I think he's going to have a great year for us on both sides of the ball. I'm really excited about his frame of mind right now. And, uh, and we're counting on and expecting him to go out and be a great player for us. 
All right, so that's him. The second one's about Sanchez. So uh, basically you got your State of the Union very quickly from Boone, and that is expectations are high. We hope to be able to realize them. Obviously, you know, things are supposed to be very, very good. Yes, they have a couple of questions to answer, holes to fill, you know, decisions to make. But they are a team picked to finish very, very high. They're over on the numbers very, very high, as, as is the Red Sox. Uh, they won 100 games last year, which wasn't nearly enough because the Red Sox had a brilliant season all the way through from their regular season right through the postseason. Now, cross town. And we kind of welcome them back into the fold because, as you may know, the Mets have returned to the living because they now are on – our sister station, and there's no longer the deep divide that existed since the Mets left the fold. Uh, after the Mets left fan, which they had been with for 27 years, they harbored a grudge and would not allow any of their people on the station. So that's gone. That's over with now. They're back in the fold because they're part of the family because that's a sister station where they will be on every day. They'll be on uh, News Radio 88. That's where their games will be. That's where their pregame will be. Their manager will be here with me once a week, as will Boone, but so will this guy. And uh, let's hear from Mickey Calloway. For you, Mickey, I mean, this is year two represents a whole different set of challenges for you. I mean, when it's the first year, you kind of maybe get the break of being a novice at it. But now with so much work being put into the team, do you feel like that there's more pressure on, on everything you need to do this year based on the expectations? I think there's always pressure. You know, David, I think, uh, and, and we all welcome it, I think there's pressure on everybody in every organization to win, and that's what we want to do. We're going we're gonna to do everything we can every day to win, and when, when you try and do that, there's pressure. So, you know, bring, bring on as much pressure as possible, and, and we're going to deal with it. I think in my second year, I absolutely learned a ton, and I experienced a ton, and I think that's probably – the most valuable thing is just going through it, going through the ups and downs as a manager. You know, I've been through the ups and downs as a player, mostly down when I was playing. Um, been through a lot of ups as a pitching coach. Um, very few downs. And, and last year I got a lot of experience on both and in a totally different role. So I think that uh, the pressure is welcomed and I'm going to be better suited to handle um, things on a daily basis because of my experience last year. All right, so Mickey gave you a, a good answer there. He had a rough year last year, folks. We all know it. He was a novice manager, having had a real good run as a pitching coach. They set records in Cleveland his last year there. They set pitching records. I mean, crazy pitching records. Records that had stood for 100 years. Um, he came over. The Mets did not equip him with mana- with any coaches from the National League. He was a babe in the woods in the National League. He did not handle a lot of the games well. We all know about the infamous day with the lineup card. Um, I think that's not caused by being in the National League. That's just, you know, an oversight that can't happen. Bottom line is they gave him now a bench coach, which they should have given him last year, a really good one in Riggleman. Good, sound, quality baseball guy. So he will be better equipped. But one thing to remember here, 
Brody was very optimistic and very out front as a general manager about this team and how good it's going to be. He didn't hire this manager. So, you know, if things don't go well early, is it going to be Brody didn't do a good job building the team? Or is it going to be, hey, I did a good job building the team, but my manager doesn't know what he's doing. So that's something that uh, Mickey's got to watch because Brody didn't hire him. And that makes him a little bit unguarded in a couple of spots. But that's only if things are going badly, not if things are going well. We'll see if they can get off to a decent start. They obviously have some new faces. They obviously have some interesting new faces, some old faces coming back, uh, some key guys that they need big years out of, led, of course, by a very familiar face for Yankee fans and uh, Robbie Cano. Now as the Mets second baseman, will he break that that second base jinx where the Mets just devoured legendary second basemen who went there and just completely imploded? I mean, you're talking about good ones too. Juan Samuel, Carlos Baiaga, Alomar. I mean, good ones. On this level. So hopefully Cano breaks that in his trend as far as this year. So pitches and catches. You hear more from the managers. We'll jump down there and get some reports. We heard today that this will be CC Sabathia's last year. I don't know if we needed to hear that. I think we all figured it probably would be anyway. Especially with everything that's gone on in the last you know couple of months. So I don't, I don't find that the least bit surprising. Will DeGrom be an issue in this camp? That's going to be interesting to watch. Will that be an issue day in, day out in this camp? With a deadline of opening day, will that be an issue? Or will he be placated by the $17 million he just got in the settlement? Uh, going from 6.8 or 9, whatever it was, just on the 7, to 17. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, uh, you're looking to see some guys step up, some new faces step up. And with the Yankees, you're looking to see them fill in for Didi. I know some of you are still holding out hope against hope for uh, some new faces from uh, a couple other places, but uh, that, I think, is still a long shot. Uh, You still have new faces anyway in guys like Tolowitzki who are in the mix now, that is going to be uh, gone for at least half the season. Although the early reports on Didi are very positive. And, you know, when he was hurt this year, he came back really quickly. So maybe that's something Didi does on a you know regular basis, while Ellsbury would be the other side of that. Comes back every three or four years, checks in, stretches, limps out at 21 per, which is not bad. Like I said, not a bad deal if you can get it. So that's where we are. Uh, we will check in with both teams today. Uh, Eddie Seal join us. Feinstein will join us. So we'll get the uh, the feeling from Florida. So you're up here. You had a walk out in a mess today. It's all slushy. It's all melting. You know, you got you know nothing like having slush under your shoes. What shoes should I wear? I don't know. I want to ruin these shoes. Ruin these shoes. What about these shoes? You know that kind of thing. It's just an annoying inch and a half of slush out there. 
It's February. And then you think about pitchers and catchers, which, like I said, is nice if you're there. If not, it's just this thought that, you know, comes up and you, know, you conjure of guys in the sunshine, you know, going, around, going through their paces as hope springs eternal for the new season. Baseball is back. Last night, wild college basketball night. Controversial loss for Kentucky. Stop whining. LSU beat you fair and square. Uh, but a controversial loss. How about Duke? Did anyone pay attention to that? Duke down 23 with nine and change at Louisville. Louisville, dribble penetration, killing them off the dribble, just mauling them. Up 23 in one of the tougher buildings to play in in the country, and Duke comes back and wins the game. That's not a win. That's a that, that's a epic moment. Talk about something that's going to set you up well for the tournament. Man, how about that? 23 down on the road with nine to play, and they win in regulation. St. John's tried to throw it away with both hands, came back and won it in overtime, almost lost it because they had at the end of overtime puzzles to make the free throw, and then they could have put it away. Instead, they're just up two, and here comes, here comes Butler with the ball, except Butler got a horrific shot, and then St. John's goes on to win by uh, four points in a game they desperately needed last night. Would have been a very bad loss if they had lost that one. They didn't. Michigan got beat last night, played terribly at Penn State. Michigan State came on late and beat Wisconsin. So a lot of big games last night. A lot of big games. And as I said, LSU winning at Kentucky, that surprised me. That's a heck of a win for LSU. LSU's had a good season, but that was it. Kentucky been playing very well. They could not make a, you know, when Kentucky loses, you know what you do. Go right to the three line. Last night, couldn't put it in the ocean. When they lose, they can't put it in the ocean. Every time. Last night, couldn't put it in the ocean. Five for 20-something from three last night. Wisconsin was great last night if you were watching them. Four for 12 from the foul line. I mean, that's, that's always good. Down the stretch at one point game, except you go over six from the foul line down the stretch. That hurts. But the story wasn't LSU, wasn't Penn State beating Michigan, wasn't any of that stuff. It was Duke's comeback from 23 down with nine and change to play. Wow. That's an unbelievable win. Back after this.